0: Welcome to this inspirational message from Pastor Michelle LeFerbio. We pray you're impacted and blessed as you listen. All the time, God is good. He doesn't change because we change. He doesn't change because the weather changes. He doesn't change because we've been naughty. No, He's still good. Amen. He's a good, good Father. Can you say amen to that? Praise God. Well, I'm going to share a message with you, which I believe is a very, very uh, crucial one for every single one of us to understand. You know, I've been walking seriously with the Lord. You know, you can walk with the Lord seriously or semi-seriously or not seriously at all. You come to church, but you live the rest of your life like the world. You know, because we are in church doesn't mean we really mean business with God. You know, people come to church for various reasons, but I'm wanting to believe God that in our church, people who come to church are serious regarding their walk with God. Now, I've been walking seriously with the Lord for over 40 years now. I've been in church all my life. My parents always went to church, but I did not have a serious relationship with God until I gave my heart to Jesus when I was 28 years of age. And so that's over 40 years ago. And what I have found is that at the end of the day, it's all about God and his action into my life. It's all about him. Everything revolves around God. Everything, whether we, are, we believe it or not, whether we're happy with it or not, everything revolves around the Lord. Actually, it's all about God whether we are aware of it or not. So if you have God in your life, if you have Jesus in your life, if you've got the Holy Spirit in your life, you have everything. Can you say amen to that? (coughs) Excuse me. You've got everything. The same applies the other way. If you do not have God in your life, you've actually got nothing. Come on, church. You've got your life, sure, but compared to what God has planned for you and for me, you've actually got nothing. So what I'm trying to say to you this morning is that if God does not do it for us, our lives will never reflect a life of great blessing, victory, and success in many, many of its facets. Unless God does it for me, unless God moves on my behalf, unless God comes through for me, unless I experience is touch in my life, my life cannot be a life of success, great blessing and victory in absolutely all its facets. There will be facets of my life that I will not experience success, I will not experience victory, and because God I haven't surrendered that piece of my life to God. Now, with God on our side, our life can be a life of great success, victory, and great blessing in absolutely every way. Can you say amen to that? Praise God. So, with God on our side, I need you to hear this now, I'm laying a foundation. We've got on our side, our life and our ministry, because by the way, every single one of you, if you are a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are a minister of Jesus. Come on, some of you think the minister is a pastor. I don't have anything to do. No, Jesus said, go into all the world. He was talking to his disciples and he was talking in general. Go into all the world and make disciples of all the nations. You and I are ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord, the word minister means servant. It means I am at the service of God. Wherever I am, in my workplace, in my home, in the church, wherever I am, in my business, I am at the service of a living God. Can you say amen to that? You are a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ. I need you to understand that and to receive that truth. Because until you understand that, you will not allow the Lord to use you to touch people's lives. Amen. Because you don't believe that you are a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know the sad thing is the religious world has used this word minister to refer to the person who is running a church. And in the main, I don't like that name by the way. Never call me minister if you know what's good for you. Amen. Because it's associated with what I consider religion. You know the minister... He is one of his grave people. He walks around with a robe and he speaks like you like unusual. Have you heard that before? That's how ministers speak. Okay? Do you speak like that to your wife, to your husband, to your children? Do you call your children? His name is Johnny. He said, "Johnny, how are you?" No, you don't speak like that, man. That's religion. You know, they, 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 do, they do these things to pretend they're holy. Meantime, when he takes his robe off, uh, well, I mustn't say that. Okay. Maybe he's a, he's a holy man. I don't know. <laughs> a minister means a servant. That's what the word means. So if you are a servant of Jesus Christ, In the sense that you've given your heart to Jesus, you now serve him, then you are a minister. Come on, church. Very quiet in this place this morning. Nobody's saying amen, hallelujah, praise God. You know, I get excited to know that Jesus can use me. What about you? Come on, church. Do you know that one day when you get to heaven... But those, all those beautiful clothes that you bought, that you paid thousands of rands, and all of these things, you're not going to take that with you. Do you know the only thing you're going to take to heaven with you when you get there one day will be the people that you have led to Jesus? Very quiet. I didn't even hear one. Amen. Come on, church. The only people. That you will take with you to heaven. The only thing you're going to take with you to heaven are the people. Come on, church. That you have led to Jesus. I want to challenge you this morning. Who have you led to Jesus? How many years have you serving the Lord? How many people have you brought to Jesus? Let me tell you why the church doesn't lead people to Jesus. They don't see themselves as ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to break that religious spirit in our midst this morning. Don't see the minister, only the pastor is a minister. I'm not a minister. No, you are as much of a minister. Do you know that God can use you to make an impact in somebody's life in places that I can't get to? Do you know that? Come on, church, very quiet in this place. You know me, I head quiet church. Interact with me, say, Come on, Pastor Michel. Come on, Pastor. Come on. Say, come on, Pastor Michelle. Come on. No, no, that's not good enough. Say, come on, Pastor Michelle. Let me say this to you. Just think about it. If every single one of us who is in this church this morning led one more person to Jesus and brought them to church, we wouldn't have enough chairs to accommodate them. Do you know people don't lead others to the Lord because they don't believe they are called to do that. They don't believe in, in, in any event. They don't care. Come on, church. Now you're looking at me like I owe you money. The truth is you don't care if that person goes to hell for eternity. At the end of the day, you don't care. Well, today I hope to sow a seed in your heart to make you care for, for a world that is falling apart out there. For a world you have friends, you've got family members, you've got cousins, uncles, aunts. You've got people that, that are close to your heart. That are going to end up burning in hell for eternity. And maybe God wants to use you to touch their lives with the love and the power of Christ. Come on church. I hope to stir something in you this morning. Now, with God on our side, with God living in us, our life and ministry can make a much greater impact in this world. Can you say amen to that? How many of you want that? Come on. How many of you want to impact the world? You want to impact those around you? You want God to use you? Come on, church. I I don't know why the church becomes so complacent. But day I gave my heart to the Lord. That same day, I started ministering for Jesus. That same day, I was so driven, I was so passionate, I just got the fire of the Spirit inside of me, and I thought, man, I've got to do something for God. And I haven't stopped for over 40 years. The same passion, the same enthusiasm has been going all that time, and will keep going till I die. Amen. And God can do the same for you. It's just that you don't focus on it. But I want to bring that to your attention. If you say you want to be a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ, touch people's lives, then you better start focusing on asking the Holy Spirit, who can I begin to pray for? Who can I begin to pray for? Put somebody, one person that I will dedicate my life to pray for until they give their heart to Jesus. At the end of the day, you and I can't lead people to Jesus. Do you know that? It has to be the Holy Spirit who prepares their heart. And so you begin to pray for them. And then after a while, when when you feel the time is right, you begin to show the love of God, the compassion of God to them. And hopefully they'll get to the place where they will open their heart to receive a seed of the word of God. You know, it's interesting, as I'm preaching now, I'm, 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 I'm reminded by the Lord about how I gave my heart to the Lord. The guy who led me to the Lord was a colleague. It was somebody who I worked with. And he used to attend a lunchtime meeting in the center of Joburg. These, these people were preaching the word there, the, uh, during lunchtime. And he invited me to go and join them and join uh, these people. And I went with him. But at that time I was a Catholic and he was a Baptist. So you can imagine, I think in, in the Christian world, you can't get two people who, will, who are more opposed in their views of, doctrine, of Christian doctrine as Catholics as opposed to Baptists. And so we used to walk from our workplace, we used to walk together to go to this meeting, and all the way there, he used to tell me how bad Catholics are oh, and this and that, and I used to fight with him. So we fought all the way there, and we fought all the way back. But you know what? He never gave up on me. Even though we were having these things, at the end of the day, God used him to impact my life. And I gave my heart to the Lord about a hundred times. Because I didn't know that once you've given your heart to the Lord, that's it, you receive Jesus. Nobody told me that. So I went to this meeting at least a hundred times with him over a long period of time. And every time there was a altar call, people, those who were ministering, they they used to say, okay, who wants to receive Jesus? And my my hand went up. And so I gave my heart to Jesus. The next day we went back to the meeting. It was five days a week. He says, who wants to give your heart to Jesus? And my hand went up. And so it went, I I don't know, I gave my heart to Jesus at least a hundred times. So you need to know I am really saved. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. So now coming back to what the message that I'm preaching to you this morning. God's heart towards us is always to bless us. Always, always, always to bless us. Amen. And to make us victorious and successful in this life. And in the next, obviously, an eternal life. Hopefully we'll be in heaven and, the, and when we are there, we're going to be fully blessed. Amen. But God wants you to have a victorious life and a successful life right here while you're living on earth. In fact, he's given us his word not to make our lives difficult, but so that we may have a successful, victorious and blessed life. You know, many, many people don't want to read the word of God. They don't want to because they are afraid. They feel this word is going to put me in a prison. No, God never gave us his word to put us in a prison. That's the blueprint for success and victory in your life. Can you say amen? The word of God is there so that you and I can walk a journey of success and victory every single day of our lives. That's why God gave us his word. But I need to say this to you this morning and I'm getting to the core of my message. There is a spiritual principle that governs the level of our success, the fullness of a blessing of the Lord in each one of our lives, and that's the principle of obedience. Now you can put that title up for me. Thank you so much. And this morning I want to talk to you about this a little bit. Obedience is a key to success, victory, and to the greater blessing and to a much more impactful life and ministry. One of the most successful men in the Bible was Moses' assistant. His name was Joshua. Do you remember that? His name was Joshua. He was, since a very young man, he was closely associated with Moses. Joshua learned the principle of obedience when he was still very, very young as he served under Moses. Moses would give him all kinds of instructions, and he had to get them done. I believe that as Joshua served under Moses, God was training him to lead a life of obedience under a man. Why did God do that? Why was God training him to lead a life of obedience under a man? Because he knew that one day, Joshua would have to choose a life of obedience under God. Let me say this to you. You know, today in the church, people do whatever they feel like. The pastor says, come on, we're going to pray the next five, five weeks. God's put them on our heart. Every Wednesday, we're going to get together. We're going to pray for our nation. You know what people do? They say, "Ah, oh, no, that's not for me. There's no more obedience in the church. People just do whatever they like to. No, I'm not going there. No, I'm not. When you learn to serve a man, the man of God that God's put on you, and I'm saying this with a lot of humility, you're going to be able to then serve God the way God wants you to serve him. You know, people say, well, why should I I serve a man? Because God has appointed that man for your spiritual development. God has appointed that man. And in this church, we have a leadership. And when you serve that leadership, when you serve your pastors with a willing heart, God will bless you. Because God has raised them to instruct you. God has raised them to nurture you. God has raised them to care for you. That's why the pastoral team is here. It's not just to preach a word on Sunday. It's to take care of a flock. To take care of a ministry. And the day you learn to serve your pastors. And your pastoral steam. You will find the blessing of God will increase on your life. Can you say amen to that? We do not nurture a spirit of rebellion. God is a God of order. He puts people in, a, in, a, in, a, in an order. And when we submit to that order. The blessing comes in its fullness. It's the way it works. So Joshua had to learn to serve a man, and his name was Moses, because God knew one day he would have to learn to serve God. There was a calling on his life when Moses passed on to now lead the people of Israel. And he had to learn to obey the man. Now, let me say this to you. I have served in a ministry. I've only served in one ministry. In the, in the sense that I got planted out of us, I would still be serving there. Sometimes it's not easy to serve a man. How many of you know that? By the way, this doesn't apply just to a church. That principle applies to your workplace as well. Now, I know some of you don't like what I'm saying. That ugly boss that you don't like, the one that gives you a hard time, you are called to serve him. Come on, church. Very quiet in this Presbyterian church this morning. Bible says slaves. Now, you're not slaves. But in those days, they were employees were called slaves. Slaves, submit or honor your bosses. Honor, honor your employers. Without your employer, you wouldn't have a job. So don't go behind his back, nailing him and, 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 and stabbing him in the back because you don't like the way he does things. If you don't like the way he does things, then what should you do? Come on, church, tell me. Pray for him. Pray for him. I know that firsthand. 14 years I worked in Standard Bank. 14 years we prayed for for the bank, for those who are in charge. And I saw how God began to raise Christian men and women in places of authority. You pray for your employer. You keep praying for them. Don't go and criticize them, stabbing them in the back, starting gossip in the company. No, no, don't do that. Pray for them. Amen. Come on, church. Can you say amen? I want to hear a good amen because I'm teaching you the principles of the kingdom of God. And when you apply and you walk in those principles, the blessing will follow you. Come on. I'm not teaching this to you for any other reason. I want you blessed. Come on, church. I want you blessed. Amen. So I had to serve a man. And he does things differently to me. And sometimes he will say, "Uh, Michelle, I want you to do that. Michelle, I want you to take charge of this. I remember my previous pastor, he said to me, Michelle, I want you to take charge of the maintenance of a church. Now, if you knew me at that time, I didn't know how to put a nail in a wall. I was never trained to work with tools and these kind of things. He says, you are in charge. I said, Pastor, I'm not good at that. He says, you are in charge. That's what I want you to do. I had to submit to it. Amen. Because that's what my boss told me to do. Come on, church. Are you alive this morning? (laughs) I did pray a lot, but he changed his mind, but he didn't. In fact, if you travel down the highway... The Rudaport Highway now coming from here, going towards Rudaport. There's a church called New Life Church on your left side. It's right on the highway, very big church. That was my project. Now you say, Pastor Michel, did you put that church up? No, not physically, but I oversaw I was in charge of a project. Amen. I built this church in that sense. Now the roof did fall down once. I told the pastor, you see, I told you I'm not good at this. No, that's not the case. The roof did fall down because the builder got drunk and uh, he did the wrong thing. And one morning we came off a roof that was already starting to go up, had collapsed. And I had to walk this builder off a property with him swearing at me, my mother, my grandmother, my, my father in law, uh, all the way to the road. And uh, yeah, that's the way it went. Amen. But what I'm saying to you is. Walking in obedience is not always easy, especially when you submit to a man. Submitting to God sometimes is a bit easier, but because people do things differently. My apostle at that time didn't do everything the way I would like him to have done things at all. But it is absolutely necessary so that God can make you a success, victorious and blessed in your life. This is why the Bible says, submit to those who are in authority over you. Submit to them. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says this. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. It's talking about the word of God. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. Observe to do means obey it. Obey the word of God. If the Lord says, do not fornicate, then stop fornicating. If he says, do not take drugs, then don't take drugs anymore. If he says, do not consume excessive alcohol, then stop doing that. That's what he's saying. For then, when you do that, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Amen. Obedience is the key to success. It's a key to your prosperity when you walk in obedience to the word of God. So Joshua was completely prepared to lead a life of obedience to Moses. And when Moses died, because he had learned that lesson, God then chose him to take over the leadership of Israel. Let me ask you this question this morning. Because I'm to uh, put my, the title of this message back up for me for a moment. Could you do that? Obedience, the key to success, victory, and great blessing. Now watch this. Assuming you are a manager in your company. All right? You are a manager. That means you are managing people. You are people who work for you. Now assuming you got two of them, and one of them's name is John. The other one is Joseph. Now, John, when you give give him an instruction, he does what you ask him to do. You don't have to check on him. You say, John, I'd like you to do this or that. Man, he gets on, he does it to the best of his ability, sometimes even at his own expense. At great sacrifice, John will obey whatever you tell him to do, whatever instruction you've given him. Joseph, however, he ignores your instructions. And he comes with excuses when you challenge him and say, Joseph, I asked you to do this, I asked you to do that. I see it hasn't been done. He comes with excuses why he did not do what you asked him to do. Now, this is the question. When a promotion opportunity comes in that company, who of those two will you bless with an increase and with that promotion? Will you bless Joseph or will you choose to bless John with that promotion? I bet to say that you will surely choose John. Come on, church. Why? Because John, when you instruct him, he walks in obedience to your instructions. Amen? So you will bless him. You will promote him. Joseph, you'll probably get to a place where you'll give him a few uh, meetings and, uh, and whatever. And then eventually one day you say, Joseph, can you see the door there? On the way, please pick up your jacket and never come back. All right? Why? Because they're not walking in obedience to you. You know, there's nothing worse than an employee who never does what you ask them to do. And so it is, that principle applies right across the board. When you walk in obedience, you walk in a greater, greater success and so on. So obedience is one of the secrets of promotion when it comes to walking with God. The Bible says promotion comes from the Lord. Promotion in every aspect. I'm not just talking promotion in your work. God promotes you in your ministry. He promotes you in your workplace. He promotes you in terms of the influence that you have in your family. Promotion comes from the Lord. Come on, church. That's what the Word says. So when God promotes you, Because you have been faithful, you have been committed, your life and your ministry will have greater influence and greater impact. Now, this principle of obedience is a universal principle that works not only in this world, but also in the domain of the spirit. In other words, when you're dealing with God, with the spirit world, that that principle works there as well, not just in this world. You want your life to be blessed of God? and you desire God to make your life and ministry a success and victorious, then you need to choose obedience to his word and instructions for your life. Church, I was horrified. I've said that before. I heard people today do not read the word of God. Young people, particularly I'm speaking to you this morning, if you're of a new generation and uh, you need to read the word of God. You need to study the Word of God. You got to know the Word of God because it is a life-changing that uh, a thing that God has given us. The Word of God is transformational. It transforms you. Bible says the Word of God is active and alive, sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. So, so God speaks to Joshua. I want that scripture back up. Joshua chapter one, verse eight. He says, this book of the law, remember at that time, that's all they had. They had the law of Moses. But today we've got the New Testament. We've got a lot more. We've got the prophets. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Talking about the word of God. But you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe. In other words, that you may be obedient. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then... You will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. When you study the book of Joshua, you will find that the greatest characteristic of Joshua's life was his choice to obey the Lord no matter how ridiculous it looked. He made a choice to obey the Lord, to walk every single day of his life in obedience to to God. This is what he writes In the book of Joshua, Joshua 24, verse 15, it says, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of a river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Come on, church. You know, you want to know why Joshua could bring down the walls of Jericho? His army was made up of singers and praisers and worshippers. It's because he made a decision. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. That means I will obey the word of God. I will walk in obedience to the Lord. As for me and my house, if God says jump, I will jump. If God says stop, I will stop. If God says move, I will move. Whatever God told Joshua to do, he did without questioning. He heard the word of the Lord and he moved with it. As a result, God gave him amazing victories over the nations of Canaan that needed to be dislodged so that Israel could occupy their promised land. They had to dislodge all these violent nations. Some of them are giants. Remember? When they went to spy the land, they came back and said they are giants there. And they were scared. But Joshua and Caleb, the Bible says, are a different spirit. Why? Because they trusted God. They learned to obey the Lord. If the Lord said that's the land of milk and honey, whether they see giants there or not, they believe God. And they believe that there will be milk and honey in that land. Hallelujah. So we see that God tells him, I want to give you the city of Jericho. And the city of Jericho was very well fortified and protected. And God says, I want you to walk around this city for seven days. The first six days, you walk around the city once. And you put the praise and worship team in the front. That includes Jean-Michel, Clive and others. You are in the front and you are going to sing and worship me for six days. But on the seventh day, you shall walk around the city seven times and doing praise and worship. And once you've completed the seventh circle, then you shall shout. Wow. And then, when they did that in obedience, Joshua had learned obedience. And he was, I mean, that's totally ridiculous by the way. I mean, that's not how, not how you go to war. Amen? You don't go to war against enemies, especially in those days, singing singing worship, worship songs. And then just shouting. And when they did that, you know what happened? The walls fell down. And they took the city. God gave them the victory. Joshua simply obeyed the Lord and walked around the city praising his praising his God, and then he did what he did, and the walls came down. The battle was the battle of obedience. He didn't have to to fight the physical battle. The battle that he had to fight was obedience to what God had told him to do. Facing doing what seems to be ridiculous in the world's eyes, but brought supernatural victory and success into his life. Can you say amen to that? Obedience to God's word will cause God to move on your behalf and bring forth supernatural victories in your life. Your life and ministry will will have greater impact when you walk in total obedience to what God has asked of you. God wants you to experience his powerful hand at work in your life, bringing great success, victory, great blessing without you having to toil for it. You know, we don't have to toil for the the blessing of God, to work hard for the blessing of God. No, we just walk in obedience to his word and the blessing follows us. Psalm 23 says, surely goodness and mercy, that's the blessing of God. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forevermore. Verse 1 tells us the condition. The Lord is my shepherd. In other words, you're walking in obedience to God. He is your shepherd. This is God's heart, church. That's God's heart towards you. That's God's heart towards me. Is that we live a life of success, victory, and great blessing all the days of our lives in this world. Joshua chapter 24, verse 13 says this I have given you a land for which you did not labor. Watch this, I have given you, given you, not you had to work hard and sweat, no, I have given you a land for which you did not labor, and cities which you did not build, and you dwell in them, you eat of the vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. So who built these cities? These cities were built by others, but God transferred these cities to Israel. Because Joshua and those who walked with him walked in obedience to his word. So I want to say this to you. Success, victory, great blessing will come your way when you walk in obedience to God's word. The book of Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. You can put that scripture up for me. It says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of a land. If you're willing and obedient, it's not good enough to be obedient with a grudge. You know, we complain, we say, oh God, your word says I must do this. So therefore I will do it, but I don't like it. No, you got to be willing. You, you obey the Lord with a willing heart because you know that whatever is spoken into your life or whatever the Word of God says is for your blessing. It's for your success. It's for your victory. And so you must, you must be willing to serve the Lord, willing to submit to His Word and to walk in obedience. In other words, with a joyful heart. We don't do it out of compulsion our choice to walk in obedience to the Lord may, must never be out of compulsion, but out of a willing heart. When we do that, we reap success, victory, and great blessing, and we eat the good of the land. Our lives become full of testimonies and begin to make great impact in the, on those around us. You know, when I look at my life, I can't say that in every facet I always walk uh, in obedience to God and, and, and willingly, No, because it's a journey and we learn. We learn to submit to God. We learn to submit to his word. But I can tell you, my life is full of blessings of the Lord. Supernatural blessing. It's quite amazing how God has worked in both my life and Pastor Lindsay's life. Because God himself makes it happen in a miraculous way. You know, one of my favorite scriptures says exactly the same thing. And I've learned the scripture by heart, the first three verses, that Psalm 1, blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of a scornful, but his delight... Is in the law of the Lord, in the word of God. That's what he's talking about. In his word he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that bears fruit in its season. Whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever, come on church, whatever, come on church, whatever, say it with me, whatever, he does shall prosper. I can't make everything I do prosper in my own strength, but God can. Come on, church. That psalm is for me a foundation for my life. Whatever he does shall prosper. So who is a blessed man? Who is a successful and prosperous man? The one who puts God's word in his heart and walks in obedience to it. 1 Samuel 15 verse 22 says this. So Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to to heed, that means to listen, than the fat of rams. You know, this was written under the law. This was written under the law. Where if you wanted the blessings of God, you had to bring sacrifices. Oxen and turtle doves and sheep and goats and I don't know what else. You had to sacrifice them to God. And Samuel, and many of us, by the way, in the Bible, who never walked according to the law. They walked according to the grace and the mercy of God. Because they knew God that way. He writes there, he says, God has a greater delight in obedience to His word. Obeying is better than sacrifice, and to listen, that means to listen and do than the fat of rams. Obedience, it's a principle that spells goes right across the Bible, old as well as New Testament. Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. Why? Because a sacrifice appeases the wrath of God and stops His judgment. But obedience releases His hand upon our lives, resulting in great blessing, victory, and success. Now watch this. These are the words of Jesus. This is now no longer the law. This is no longer the Old Testament. This is now Jesus speaking. John chapter 14, verse 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them... Keeps them means obeys them. It is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. Now watch this. And I will love him. What do you think Jesus is talking about? Is he saying, I will just have a feeling for you. Every time I see you, I will say, oh, I love you so much. No, no. Agape—that's the word for love here. Agape means to meet your need. Agape means to meet somebody's need. So Jesus, I will agape you. That means I will shower you with my blessing. That's what he's talking about. And I will—and we will manifest. I will manifest myself to him. That doesn't mean he's just going to appear to him while you sleep to you while you're sleeping. When Jesus manifests himself to you by giving you testimony, by blessing you, doing miracles in your life, that's how he manifests himself to you. But notice the condition. He who has my commandments and obeys them. There you get the same. Keeps them, obeys them. That means the same thing. Obedience. Obedience to the word of God. You cannot... Cannot have success, victory, and great blessing in your life and ministry without obedience. They go hand in hand. Walking in obedience to God displays a life that is truly surrendered to God. And that's why God will choose to greatly bless this life. Church, I just want to say this to you. It's a spiritual principle. If you remember that today, it's called obedience. Obedience to God. Obedience to those that God has put in authority Over you, wives, the Bible says, obey your husbands. Some of you as wives say, well, you don't know my husband. I don't need to know your husband. Amen. I know the word of God. And God's put this in there because he wants you blessed. Not for any other reason, not to give you a hard time. And when you walk in obedience to his word, you get blessed. I want to leave you with this. Choose today to walk in obedience to God's word in your life and walk a life of supernatural favor, success, victory, and great blessing. Amen. Release great impact on others around you as God blesses you with his supernatural power in greater and greater measures. Thank you for listening to this message. If it has blessed you, Get in contact with us by visiting our website at www.victorycenter.co.za.